0: I think sometimes I think like BDSM is very serious, you know, Right. you just like get in this role and you're like tied up. And yeah. Like every, it's all like whips like and serious, chains and like, torture. Exactly. Like with my dogs all the time, we laugh probably more
1: than anything mm-hmm. else during the scenes. As I've explored this space a little bit, it's such an opportunity for healing.
0: And I love that you said healing because like I've used impact play for healing all the time. I, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> Welcome back to
1: Open Late. I am Jessica Spandiari, and this is a Soulfire production. Today, I am so stoked because we are doing a deep dive on kink and all things sexy and delicious. I have twins with me on the show today. So we have Cammie and Nikki, and they live in LA. They just launched a podcast last year all about uh power dynamics kink sexuality and they're both on this journey of exploration and we're just going to dive right in because i cannot wait another minute to ask <laughs> you so many questions that i have um but thank you so much for coming over here today sounds good
0: thanks yeah, for having happy us. to be here yeah, yeah. this is Cami, and this is nikki we do sound a lot alike yeah. but hopefully you can differentiate yeah wow. i I got them confused today when they came over
1: because I was sure that I knew which one was taller. So I had that like in the bag and then
0: <laughs> and then Cammy was wearing heels. So I really fucked up. It threw up. It yeah. is A-OK, trust me. Happens. All I, time. I love it when our guests send us messages and they're like, we can't tell who's who. And we're like, like was that you or was that Cammy? And we like, I don't know. And then usually on the socials, she's on IG and I guess. Well, I'm on TikTok. Yeah, on Twitter. I'm on TikTok and Reddit. So like now some of the guests know like, okay, um, or some of our listeners know like if it's Reddit, Nikki's on there. If it's IG, it's usually Kimmy. So that's kind of fun.
1: Okay, cool. That's interesting. I like that. You guys like swim in your own little communities and Mm -hmm. then come back to it. Yep. Okay. So the question that's been on my mind is how did this all come about? Because I'm always like, Does kinkiness run in families? Does like, Mm. you know, uh, queerness run in families too? Because like I know in my family, we have like a lot of it and I'm always like interested. I mean, I think everybody is secretly kinky. Yeah. But how did you both of you really want to know discover this about yourselves and when did you start expressing you know your sexuality in this way
0: do you want me to start yes okay for me and i think this is probably similar for kami as well uh we both read a lot of reverse harem fiction in a lot of really raunchy books um pretty much all through like high school college our adult lives like most recently, I think, when was it? 2020, you read like a like hundred books or something oh, like that. Oh, I, so, especially during the pandemic, but even before that, when I used to live in Kansas and I was getting my master's, all I did was read raunchy sex books yeah. about harems. I love this. Yeah, so and that's pretty was... much how it started for the, both, for the yeah. both of us. And I know like in the kink community, everyone hates Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. but I read that in like late high school, early college. And that's when I was like, like this yeah I kind of want this for myself yeah and then uh, you read it too we both like did mom read it yes mom and I want to say reading 50 shades of gray was how I first you know kind of started thinking about impact play yeah mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. so I was like Same. okay What's and so on? basically from there I just kind of got to a point where I'm like I want to actually like explore these things mm-hmm. so I had my first I don't know if I call him a dom but he was like a top um, but we ventured into quite a bit of, it's called breath play, which I hate that term for choking, but basically like just really intense choking. Mm-hmm. And so, but we had like a really good, he was like the first one that like, we actually put kind of like a little bit of a, like a regimen to it. Like if it was getting too much, you know, he, like, I would give him like a hand signal cause you can't really talk while you're getting choked out. Right. So he can't really, you know, like say green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so um so we had like so that kind of thing and then also we actually dove into after Kira, which is really nice mm. and then so yeah so he kind of like topped me and then kind of towards the the end of that relationship it got into like a little bit more of kind of like a dominant submissive thing um but I say the difference between like I say top versus dom because like as a top like he was willing to receive like instruction from you whereas with a dominant you typically don't give instruction as a submissive like during a scene
1: got it thank you for that clarification because i think people are wondering like okay what does a dom even mean what does submissive even mean
0: top Mm -hmm. bottom
1: and people think they're interchangeable but it's good to know so yeah
0: they're definitely not so it basically means like when you're topping and bottoming like you're able to have communication during the scene that kind of like outlines like, okay, this is good, keep doing this, do that, whatever. Whereas like with dominance and submissive, before you start the scene, you want to lay out like, this is good, this is off the list, whatever. And then from there, you know, the dominant decides what to do, but they stay in in the boundaries of what the submissive laid out um and then usually with like dominance and submissive what you have more of like the safe words more of kind of like that regimen but even with top and bottoming, you can have that too mm-hmm. so it's a whole thing and i didn't really learn much about it until probably like two three four years into like actually exploring it was when i started learning more about like the terms and you know all the different things 50 shades touched on it a little bit but not much there are obviously better books out there for right oh my yeah. gosh do you recommend any books
1: like right off the top of your head <laughs>
0: I remember when we had an episode at the Funny Dom. There's the Topping and the Bottoming book. Those are pretty well known. Um, And then there was a memoir called Daddy. I haven't read the whole thing, Mm. but it's like a really it's it's a really nice kind of it is memoir. Anyway, she's talking about like her journey with it all, and it's really like touching. So
1: cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So with that first. Um, you started to explore like having an actual container and having like agreements and mm-hmm. boundaries and you know and communication so you yeah.
0: like upped your communication yeah and I think probably one of the big things there was that it was the first time that I was like really willing to like let someone take me to like the very edge mm. of that and now it's because I trusted that person so it's like I knew that you know and we had a lot of fun with it. Like it was very playful. I think sometimes people think like BDSM is very serious, you know, right. you just like get in this role and you're like tied up. And, yeah. Like, everyone's- it's all, like, like, whips all and chains and like torture. Exactly. Like with my doms all the time, we laugh probably more than anything mm-hmm. else during the scenes. So same with that one as well. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my journey with it. And now like I have two doms. they are a couple, it's a, fa- a male and a female dom. They're both pro doms. I talk about them on the show all the time. Like I absolutely love them and they've taught me probably by far the most. Hmm. So that was, that was my journey with it. Cool.
1: Okay. I want to, I have so many questions about that, but I also want to know how did this develop for you? Okay. So you go from reading books to what?
0: <laughs> well, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. So when I first read 50 shades of gray, like I was saying, like that's when I wanted to get into impact playwright. So at the time. I had this boyfriend and I would ask him, not make him, ask him to put me over his knee Mm -hmm. and spank me. And he thought it was the weirdest thing, but he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Wait, who was this? Do I know them? Really? Yeah. I can see you. He's so vanilla. If you can hear that name, just bleep out. (laughs) Yeah, we'll bleep out (laughs) that name. Um, So yeah, I would actually make him or not make him, ask him to put me over his knee and spank me. And that's when I really started to like, like being hit Mm -hmm. in bed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started reading a lot of reverse harem fiction, which a lot of the times the books, it's more so like, you know, polyamorous relationships, but you know, you do have the dynamics in which they do explore kink. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, this was after college. I was more so with my ex-fiance. And I wouldn't say we explored it too much. Like he, I I bought my first butt plug. mm mm-hmm. um, We, you know, we, I started buying my first few little toys and we would start playing with that. And I would, it would, I would give him some instructions here and there. So then it would be like a little bit of top bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to last year, actually, I met this guy on Hinge, and right from the beginning, it, I want to say it, it kind of went straight into dom sub, but it actually kind of more started out with like heavy top bottom situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and like I explained before, um, he and I did five months <laughs> of what we called flow job lessons so that is when I like truly learned I would say submission and we started I started like really accepting the fact that I love being a little
1: Mm -hmm. which
0: a little is you know when you have a daddy dom and as a little it kind of plays into your inner child you know it can be as extreme as, you know, having a pacifier and teddy bears or, you know, you can make it your own. I more so just like the where the headspace I'm in as mm-hmm. a little in which I'm more, I'm just a little bit more like, and it kind of sounds bad, but I'm a little bit more childlike mm-hmm. and he takes care of me. So we were that for a little bit. And then we, on on the side of that, we tried to do a relationship at the same time and I had, I was also trying to get over my ex and I had been dating other people and it got a little messy, um, trying to bring a relationship into it. So we kind of stopped doing the dom sub for a while and now I'm like, okay, well, I haven't done it in a while. I kind of miss my sub space. I, but right now I'm working on myself and then once I'm ready, I will search for another daddy dom. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. I love hearing that. And it's, I
1: think that so many people, whether they go full into the like daddy, dom, little girl situation. But if you think about couples, even like, you know, for people listening that like, that find themselves like baby talking, right? With Mm -hmm. their partner. I think that everyone's like, oh, that's not for me. That's so out there. But it's actually like, no, there is a part of all of us, I think, You know, that really enjoy that full surrender of like Mm -hmm. knowing that someone's going to take care of you because so many people didn't get it from their parents. And I think that, you know, as I've explored this space a little bit, it's really, it's such an opportunity for healing, Mm -hmm. it's such an opportunity for like growth and reparenting. Um, and I just like love hearing that, you know, this was sparked out of like your joy of reading these books, but then you acted on it <laughs> mm-hmm. because so many people won't do it. They'll have the fantasies and maybe even talk about it with their partner, but don't like bite the bullet mm-hmm. and go and find these situations or create them with their, with their partner.
0: I would yeah. say like finding my subspace was one of the most amazing things that happened last year because it is a place that I truly, truly enjoy being in. And that's, you know, for me, I used to be in that space two to three, four times a week. You know, now I'm like, I don't know. I I haven't had it in a while and I miss it, but it's, you know, it's that true submission, but it's also, like you said, it's a place of healing. It's, Mm -hmm. for me, I call it a whole nother realm um, for me to go into and it's a like a very safe space.
1: So. Yeah. Do you have like rituals that you would do to kind of get into the space of play so you're just like before you walk into a scene or before you like go see
0: would go see your dom or go see your doms like what's that look like? I'd say at least for when I go see my doms usually like What we'll do is we'll all kind of like cuddle together and like discuss what we want to. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing is like every time we have this discussion, they're like, what do you want to feel? And I'm like, and they're like, or what do you feel and what do you want to feel? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, like last night, for example, I was like, I did go see them and I was like, I'm feeling touch deprived. I want impact play with a lot of touching because like, I just feel like I haven't had like a lot of touch recently. And so like those kind of things help kind of prepare, like, as you're thinking, like, what do I want to feel? And you start trying to connect into those feelings and like Mm -hmm. the things that you want to get out of it. Um, so that's always really nice, like those discussions. And then we'll kind of like get in a little cuddle puddle for a little bit and just kind of like start out, you know, kind of slow. And then from there, usually as kind of like, we're prepping stuff, whether it be like the rope or the toys or whatever. And it's like a whole, it's a whole regimen. From there, like if we're going to go into shabari, then, you know, he'll like put us in positions and, you know, tie us up. And then like there's a whole warm up if you're going to do impact play. Um, And then kind of like once you come out of it, then we'll like cuddle again for like the aftercare. And then if we move on to something else and, you know, we kind of go into that. And then at the very end, more aftercare. Mm -hmm. And usually we'll have like a discussion about, you know how we like things and so that's that's kind of like the whole process i would say usually it's like a couple hours yeah we're like you know vanilla sex like you get in it's like 30 minutes wham bam like (sighs) done which is a shame 30 minutes if you're lucky but like with this it's like a whole process like i know when i'm gonna go see them like we're gonna be there for a while and we're gonna explore and like we take our time with everything it's very rewarding. And I love that you said healing because like I've used impact play for healing all the time, Mm. all the time. If I know I need to feel like if I have pain in my body and I know I need to like feel it and like release it, I go ask them to just literally beat the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel you. (laughs) I get that. I get that so much. Sometimes Nikki comes home And the bruise, and I know she loves her bruises, but I seen with them I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? She's like, oh, it was great. I'm like, oh. I'm big on marks. I I have a primal kink, and so I Mm. love marks. Yeah.
1: I love marks too, actually. And it's interesting when I, when you first reached out and we started talking about this, I was sharing how Pasha and I have recently gotten back into impact play. Mm -hmm. It was a big part of our relationship in the very beginning when we first started dating and like as we got married, and I mean, this is like eight years ago. We didn't have structure around our mm-hmm. play. We just sort of went into it because neither of us had any idea, yeah. you know? And now we're entering in, in a new way that feels a bit more structured. And for me, I like, I love impact play and I like it with a paddle. I prefer like, you know, using something other than a hand. Love the marks. Mm-hmm. But it has this ability to shift me like, way out of any work that I'm doing, Mm -hmm. anything that's on my mind and you get present and in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I'm fully there. I've like arrived for this experience rather than like you're saying, just getting it in. And you know, we have amazing sex, but when we're both fully present because we're, we have this like activity that has limitations and can be painful. So there's a lot of communication. It just really, brings us to a new space. And mm-hmm. then anything that happens after that is like elevated and heightened. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think like entering in and out of that space is, you know, kind of like in relation to your question, like those things that can, that are part of like the regimen, at least for me, is like what really like brings me into the moment and allows me to be present. So I love Shibari for that reason. Like the rope mm-hmm. really like kind of grounds me and brings me into the scenario. And then um like and just puts me in my subspace and then like you just you know as things go you know you kind of start feeling that high of subspace which is really nice and then I am also a switch so like I I'm both a dominant and a submissive Mm. and in exploring my switchy side my dominance getting into that space is a whole different thing for me but um but I do it best also through impact play. So like when I start yeah. Um. impact on like any submissives that I have or bottoms like that's how I get into the space like most easily so yeah I like that you mentioned that at the beginning for you and Pasha you didn't really have like structure to it because mm-hmm. that's kind of how me and my Dom were it wasn't yeah. the only really the only structure that we had was and this will sound very you know Christian Grey and Anastasia but <laughs> he had me get on my knees in front of him with mm-hmm. my head slightly bowed Um, And that was kind of how we started. So yeah, it it didn't really start out with a lot of structure. We would add things in, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, bringing out the oils and the belts, I love belts, um, you know, and any other toys we use that would kind of, you know, that's how we would get into our our little space and then get started. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always have to have like true, like really rigid structure at the beginning. If Mm -hmm. you're exploring it, you're welcome to just kind of try new things out and see, okay, you know, this works for me better. I like to start this way or, you know, this form of aftercare is the most beneficial for me and doesn't make me get sub drop or something like that. So it's yeah. always fun exploring how you're going to set up that structure.
1: Yes. And I I want to dive into that a little bit deeper, but really quick, what is sub drop? because I don't think that a lot of my listeners maybe know, and we're talking a little bit about subspace, which I think you guys listening can understand that that's the headspace that you go into as you sort of get euphoric, because mm-hmm. a lot of this play will put you into that like state of, you know, mm-hmm. elevated
0: state, like highness, what's subdrop? So best way to, do, and this can happen to both the dominant and the submissive. So basically something that like, you know takes you out of the space a lot of times it has to do with kind of like the the chemicals in your body so like you're feeling like this high and maybe something happens and like it all kind of drops off and suddenly like you're out of that head space and it can happen for like a multitude of reasons um i remember i mentioned once in an episode i one of the first times i was ever topping a guy he was like having me um do like impact like on his balls? Anyways, <laughs> really? really? Yeah, God. he just he loved having his balls hit. So I love he, this. Like, Yeah, and he'd like tell me like harder or whatever, and like I was really into it. But then at one point I'm like, I could legitimately hurt this guy, and like that one thought took me mm. all out of it, and it was kind of like a like a drop all of a sudden. So it's like something that takes you out of the space drops all of that, like dopamine and and all the rush and, you know, the the euphoria just drops off. And then now you kind of have to get back into the space. So that's, that's what happens. That can happen for subs and doms just depends. So that's why like, it's, you know, getting present, you know, my doms always say like, breathe and feel, you know, that's mm-hmm. how you stay present. Just mm-hmm. breathe and just feel. And that's how you stay kind of like in that space. But if something takes you out of it, it can take a while to get back into it. It's so like, mm-hmm. you can't be in subspace or dom space and be like, oh, the dishes, it's right? Like, yeah, you're, exactly. not, you're not in it at that <laughs> yeah, point. It, if that out. takes you out of it, you're out. And then you need to breathe. Really Come back in and mm. start all over yeah, pretty yeah. Much. that that's I would say that's the best way to explain it, yeah, okay, cool so this
1: this actually I think goes further into what I wanted to kind of talk more about is like setting up scenes and setting up sort of these dynamics, right? We talked about like entering into these things without really having a plan, without having any education Mm -hmm. around it. Um, And then I love that we're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey because it hasn't been mentioned ever on this show. And I know what people really, you know, the limitations of that book in the kink community, I think- you know it's it's very obvious that the mm-hmm. book is so limited but i think that's a lot of people's first introduction to anything like mm-hmm. this no, absolutely. um and in that book they have a contract right that yeah. she like signs so that never happens it in can. real life it, it, does. it does it okay.
0: does okay but it's, let's talk about this but i don't want people to get like squ- you know scared from it and be like oh my god i have to like sign a contract before mm-hmm. i do any of this because you don't Like, you can't, I don't have a contract with my doms. Right. You know, like, I don't have a contract with anyone that I've, like, topped or any submissive. So it's, it can happen. Some people do take it to that extent. And, like, that's a beautiful thing if you do. Nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that. But, like, I don't want people to think that, like, oh, that's a requirement for kink. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of, kind of, on the subject of non-monogamy in the show You, Mm -hmm. Um, they were going to, the third season, spoilers if anyone hasn't watched the third season of You, but they were going to play with a couple, like swing with them. Mm -hmm. And the couple had a contract. Really? Yeah. They were like, you know, outlining. It was like, I think it was a non-disclosure agreement. I can't remember. Anyways, all this stuff like outlining like what was okay and not okay. And that level of communication is like great. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's nothing wrong with a contract in non-monogamy as well, like for swinging. Um, But at the same time, like it shouldn't scare people because like that's not what's a requirement for it.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, it's just people wanting to protect themselves and protect the other person, right? So that everyone's boundaries are communicated. So that's my question is like, how do you enter into this and communicate boundaries upfront and like how your dom's communicated with you to sort of create that safety container?
0: I mean, I think as a submissive, you really have to understand like what your limits are, what you Mm want, what you're okay with. And then from there, like before you ever get started into any sort of play with someone, like sit down and have a whole discussion, you know, like these are my limits. You know, this is green. This is, you know, like I'm willing to explore it, but you know, whatever, this is off the table. And then also like a plan in place for like what you're going to use. If you want safe words, if you want to use the green, yellow, red system, the number system, like- um, so green, yellow, red to explain real quick. Mm-hmm. So like during a scene, my doms will be like, what's your color? So if I'm good, green, if they're doing something and it's like taking me to a point where I'm like, I need them to slow down a little bit. I'll say yellow. Okay. If they do something that I'm like, nope, red, I need <laughs> you to, no. yeah, like I need you to stop. That's red. Or you can use the number system, which I like for impact play. Cause it's, um, it's a little bit more like indicative of where you are mm-hmm. like on the spectrum, but they'll be like, what's your number? And I'll be like, I'm at a three out of 10. And Mm -hmm. they're like, where do you want to get to? And I'm like, a five. So that tells them like they can amp it up a little bit, but like keep it to about that level. Right. So that's a good way to do it. So like as a sub, like you want to understand where you're going to fall on that spectrum, what you want to do, what you don't want, and then communicate that to your doms. And then, you know, as a dominant, you should be able to like, okay, this, these are the boundaries. This Mm -hmm. is everything that, you know, they laid out. And then from there, you can get creative and and do what you want with it. I was going to say, if anyone is, Thinking that they're interested in the kink world, they're they think they maybe want to be a Dom or a sub, they're not really sure where to start. I would say take the BDSM test online, yes, that's That's a really good one. I love that test, it's I think it it does a really good job at kind of covering all the bases. And then, if you're more of a visual person, another show that I actually really liked watching, Mm. um, that had a pretty good representation of not just like regular dom sub kink, but also went into like, you know, whether you're a furry, um, whether Mm. you have a piss kink, uh, not pee p-kink, um, bondage. (laughs) A piss kink, by
1: the way, is when you like getting pissed on or pissing on people. Just so
0: my listeners know. (laughs) That's a new discovery for me. So (laughs) that you like it. (gasps) Nice. So, um, it's bonding right bondage or bonding bonding it's bonding on On netflix Netflix. Mm. i they're actually very quick episodes but i think they do a really good because they don't they also show um like master slave situations Mm -hmm. which and a pro dom so like yeah she's a pro dom in the show so like some people hire her to do certain things similar to my doms you know people hire them to, Mm -hmm. to take them to these spaces yeah they show like fin dom sub situations which is nice. So I love that show for just kind of seeing the spectrum of what kink can be because a lot of people also think that it's sexual. It doesn't, doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be. On Some, that note, like when you said fin sub, so that's like a financial dominant or financial submissive meaning like they um there's money involved so like to some extent, you know, like maybe they'll give you money or they'll buy you things. And whether they're the dominant or the submissive, then it kind of takes on that role. As an example, I had a fin sub, so financial submissive. We never like slept together, but I'd literally be like, this is what I want. And he would tell me, he's like, I like these brands. So he likes Chanel. He likes Louboutin, uh, Louis Vuitton. He hates Gucci. I don't know why. Um, He doesn't like there are <laughs> certain brands he likes and doesn't like. And so I would like... I remember I picked out a pair of Lou Boutons and I was like I want these, and so and sometimes he'll like put up a little bit of a fight and he'll be like nah, I don't know about those and I'm like Are you questioning my taste? And he'll be like No, I'm not. So then he'll buy them mistress. for mistress. Yeah, he actually he never we didn't use terms much. He called you that a few times I would say. Yeah, but not often. Not uh, often, yeah. And then um, so yeah, so that and then like I would reward him with like you know I'd be like Good boy, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, he liked to have like pictures of like if I was wearing them. Right. Just like so sometimes I'd get ready and like I'd put the shoes on to wear them wherever and I just like send him a quick snap Mm -hmm. and I'd be like look what my little good boy bought me you know something like that.
1: Wow. So that
0: that kind of dynamic like never sexual.
1: I love hearing this because I think people do equate kink with only sex Mm -hmm. and to know that it's like such a spectrum Mm -hmm. of what turns people on in their lives and like Turn on can be anything. I talk a lot about like, you know, activating your sacral chakra in in my work, you know, as a coach and facilitator. And your turn on is like just your life force energy, right? It's like what you go out into the world and create with. And so I think that people getting that activated and getting that need met does not have to be sexual at all. Yeah. It's like all over the place.
0: One of my favorite scenes from bonding was this guy really liked wearing a penguin costume. Mm. And having another person in a penguin costume fight him. Like, you know, like this is amazing. That turned him on. Yeah. The cutest thing. So wholesome. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet, but at one point, you know, because he used to pay this pro dom to, you know, wear the penguin suit. Um, but at one point he actually found his own partner that would wear a penguin suit and fight him. Really? Yeah. So they, so he was like, I don't need your services anymore, but thank you. And I just thought that was so endearing. I'm like, there is someone out there for everyone in the the kink community. So truly people like whatever your kink is, go explore it because there is someone out
1: there waiting for you.
0: That's what I'm saying. Oh, it reminds me of that point that you made earlier about like, you know, not only reading about it, but acting on it. You know, I remember in the beginning reading those books and everything and it's just like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to give this a try. Like it's scary. Mm -hmm. And then once you finally do, you're like, why didn't I start this any sooner? Like you get one life. Might as well like explore whatever it is that your mind keeps going back to. I mean, Nikki safely. was reading a uh, reverse harem book and that's how she figured out she liked knife play. Yeah. Wow. So. Oh, my husband loves knife play.
1: <gasps> yes. Wow. Yeah. That. And you know what? Like I'm going to commit right now on this show that we're going to do more of that because <laughs> we've done it like once or twice. And um, we just, it's actually one of those things that kind of like, scares me a bit. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, I haven't really fully gone there, but I think this is like a sign that I need to. <laughs>
0: um, I'm gonna send you the link to these claws that I have that are great for like sensation play that mimics knife play. They're actually made by a knife maker. They're really nice. Um and they look badass too. You feel like Catwoman when you're wearing them. But um, they're very sharp and like it's just they're really nice for the yes. sensation and yeah I think okay. he would love them if he likes knife play he'd love them okay Nikki always wears them to the sex parties and she's just like I'll just go people. scratch people and they're oh, like what are those and I'm that's like that's amazing <laughs> yeah okay
1: I need these in my life I want to be like Catwoman <laughs> That's a wrap, you guys. And it was so much fun. Please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple. Tell us what you loved about the show and make sure you're following Open Late, the podcast on Instagram.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty,